Welcome to Self Love Ignited. My name is Katie Allen. I'm a certified health and life coach, and we are here to talk all things self love, self acceptance, body image, health, and total well being. You are going to hear from me, plus, you'll hear the stories of other women who have transformed this already. They have walked this path and they have really learned how to love and embrace all parts of themselves. We are here to help you be inspired, motivated, and to help you really transform your relationship with yourself to be a loving and positive force each and every day. This is so important so that you can really reach your big dreams, feel at home in your skin, be healthy on your terms, and live a big life. What are you waiting for? Let's get to it. On today's show, we have Tara Stricker. Tara is an international whole person life coach who is on a mission to help everyone create a life they love. Having spent many years working with people, she is inspired by the strength of the human spirit. She loves helping clients move past their limiting beliefs so that they can embrace and love all of who they are. All right, let's dive in and talk to Tara. Tara, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. I think it's such a great topic, so. Yeah. So this podcast, as you know, like we are all about self-love and body image and really telling the stories of women like you who have come from a place of like not liking parts of themselves or not loving parts of themselves to embracing more of who they are. So why don't we just start at all. Why don't we just start at the beginning? Sorry. <laughs> okay. No, that's okay. I was just going to say, we can call it what it is. I'll call it self-loathing. I can, I can own that. Cool. It was self-loathing before. <laughs> good. Good. I love that. I love that. I love that you're able to actually say that. Yep. Yeah. So why don't you just share your story? Like, let's start at the beginning. Like, where did these challenges, where did the self-loathing sort of begin? Oh, well, when I was two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But I think it does start way back there. But I guess when I realized how it was impacting my life, probably the biggest realization that I had was, um, well, my biggest growth has come since my husband passed. And that was five and a half years ago. Um, And from that came like a new career and a new everything else. So there was definitely some like self-judgment and imposter stuff and all that stuff going on. But I think when we specifically talk about body image, that came about when I tried to get into a new relationship. And then with all the growth that I'd already kind of been doing in every other area, that's where I was like, holy, I have some really, really unhealthy um, patterns of behavior. (laughs) Let's just say that. Um, And stories that I tell myself and beliefs and everything else that were not at all helpful in a relationship. And I think that was the biggest kind of, from body image wise, definitely the biggest like, holy smack in the face, um, this needs to change. So, so that's, I think where that kind of work definitely kind of kicked in. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. That, and that's really common, right? Because it's like you're cruising along in life, everything's fine. And then suddenly essentially shit hits the fan and your life yep. explodes. And then as you're piecing it back together, you're like, oh, wait a second. 
this doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, and because I kind of, I mean, shit definitely hit the fan when my husband passed. And that was, like I said, that's when it was like a new career invention and a re a reinvention of me and there was so much more awareness but then the relationship came in and I was like oh my gosh felt like I was back at the beginning and I was like okay there's a lot of work that I need to do around that and I think that's most of that stuff was all like body image and being lovable and really the only way to counter that being lovable is by loving yourself mm. and so that's where that definitely kind of took top priority let's say that <laughs> yeah yeah. So I would love for you to just sort of walk us through your journey then, like paint the picture for us. Like how did you overcome this self-loathing and really learn to embrace your body and be lovable? Um, well, first of all, I'll say I haven't overcome it. I'll say that I am like 95% there. It's a constant, um, cause it, it was my go-to for, well, I'm 43. So probably 42 years, it was my go-to. Um, when anything would go bad, I found some way to make that about my appearance and my body image and, you know, and that, and every time, and I notice now because, oh, do the demons come up if I'm not getting enough sleep, if I'm not eating healthy, if I'm not taking care of myself, or as soon as I go into, um, I guess, old programming or old thinking, then all those stories come back. And so it's, it's, it's an effort when I'm in that space to go okay, yeah, we're not playing that game today. And I just kind of had that conversation with myself, but it definitely does come back up because it's so programmed into me. Um, but kind of the journey was in the relationship, I would notice things that would upset me. And I was, I just have to say, blessed to meet the man that I'm with because I'm still with him, surprisingly, <laughs> from everything that's happened. Um, but he would he challenged me in ways that I don't even think he realized, but because I had this real curiosity to figure out why I acted the way I did in other parts of my life, then when he would trigger me in some way, I'd be like, Hmm, what's this about? And then that's where it would get to that. Oh, okay. And like I said, most of it was all down to self-love. And so when I was needing him to be um, more attentive or something like that, I started just reframing it and going, okay, so what is it that I need to do for myself that I'm looking for, for him to fill that void? Um, and yeah, and that's when the realizations came that I just wasn't loving myself and I was looking for everyone else to prove my worth, to prove my value, to prove that I'm lovable. And of course that never works because even though they may, and I realize this now with my husband, um, he would say wonderful things and I don't doubt that he loved me. But because of the patterns and because of the way my thinking was, I don't think I ever truly accepted that he really loved me because I would always minimize it and be like, oh, well, he's my husband. He has to, or, you know, he just wants this or whatever. And so seeing that, and it, I mean, they still kind of would come up in this relationship that I'm in now and I go, no, that's not how I want to deal with this. And that's not how I want to feel about it. And so it was just really a reprogramming of all those old stories is wow. kind of, I guess, yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell, which is like a whole lot of work, but it sounds really simple. <laughs> I know at the end of it, I know I'm the same. Like sometimes when you look back, you're like, I don't know, I just did it. I just, yeah, it was just a thing. Like it was just, it's like, I think for so many of us, it's just, a, it's, 
it's a decision. It's a decision after decision after decision to not mm -hmm. run away from what's happening inside and just every day to go, what is that? What is that? And how can I like address it with love instead of with, you know, anger or frustration? Exactly. And I think that's so right. I mean, I say to my clients too, it's having that curiosity and not from a place, it's being curious, not judgmental. So like, what is wrong with me? Why am I thinking this way? But hmm, where's that thought coming from? Or hmm, why am I feeling this way? And just being really curious about it and really open to whatever kind of arises. And then knowing, which comes from trusting yourself, which comes from the self-love too, is trusting that whatever does arise, that I have the skills or I know where to get help from to get those things. So um, yeah, just trusting myself. And like I said, that comes from loving myself too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find, did you ever find, and I'm curious because this was my personal experience. Did you find that when you were in a place of like really like hating on your body and having that really, really negative body image, did that overflow into how you saw yourself as a human being, like as a woman? Like if you were like hating on your body, did you hate on yourself? Um, I... I would say yes to a point, but I think, and I think a lot of people, and I notice this with clients too, career seems to be, especially for women, our outlet. Um, we feel confident in our careers, a lot of us, and so we latch on all our confidence to that. So we think, no, I'm a confident person. Look what I can do in my career. But when that's taken away too, then you're like, oh, okay, um, who am I now? And so, and I totally forgot your question. <laughs> There was a point in there. <laughs> I just said, did your self-image and your body image ever get like meshed? Well, definitely it did. Um, and it, it, it flows into everything kind of thing because it just affects every part of your life. I find if you're, and I know those days when I'm not feeling when, like I said, when I don't get enough sleep or I'm not eating healthy or whatever, and those demons come back up. Yeah, it affects everything from how I react in my relationships, like with friends, family, everything, how I react to my career, or like with clients and things like that. So it's definitely, it's pervasive. It's in every kind of aspect. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so on your own journey, and I know, you know, you are a coach and we'll talk about that in a second and, and yeah. how you help people. And I know it's very similar to sort of your own journey. Um mm -hmm. But on, on your own sort of this journey from like the self-loathing, body loathing to 95% mm -hmm. of the way there, <laughs> <laughs> what, like, what tools or practices did you find the most useful? You know, where did you receive professional help, um, self-help books, affirmations? Was it like more energy work? Um, like what really worked for you? <laughs> All of the above, because okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, because it is so core. It strikes on a lot of things, so I would kind of hit it from every angle, every tool that I had. Um, I am a coach, but I have some great coaching friends who have a lot of skills of my own. But as I'm sure you're aware too, being a coach, that even we are subject to when we process things in our heads, we're in our own heads, and so to have somebody to bounce stuff off of. Um, and the coaching friends that I have are the same way as me is they're not, they don't try to give me the answers. They, you know, are there to be a sounding board. And a lot of times because I'd have the skills, as soon as stuff would come out of my mouth and be like, Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> That's what's underneath that one. Um, but yeah. And I think just having that curiosity and having, um, 
trust in myself and having that drive to, this is not how I want to operate in the world. This is not okay with me anymore. I'm done with this. And just really determined. So whenever it would arise, being curious and not judging myself and loathing myself for loathing myself. Um, but just being like, okay, we don't want to do this anymore. So what do we need to do to get over this? So I do um, some energy healing and I've used that quite a bit for myself. Um, affirmations, definitely. Uh, meditations, a lot of meditations. And the more I get to understand where some things really come from in me, um, like beliefs and things like that, and understanding the core of things like that, it makes it a lot easier to be accepting and understanding and knowing that I think the big thing too is knowing that I'm not the only one and knowing that this is something that I would say 99.99% of the world goes through. And even if they put on a great face, I can guarantee that the self-talk that's going on behind that is not as, as they show. So um, knowing that I'm not in alone, I guess too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. That's a really big one. I know. I think when you're in it and, and you know, my experience, when I was in it, I felt so alone. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm the only one who's like hating on myself. I'm the only one who looks in the mirror and hates my body. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. And as I went through this work, I was like, oh crap, who doesn't do this? Like who, exactly. like, like really who at some point, like you said, at some point in their lives, the vast majority of us do. And I, and I think even, even though, you know, um, I think I, I coach women. I'm not sure if you sort of coach women and men or what, who your target market mainly is. Mainly women. Mainly women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's pretty, pretty natural. Most women it's easier for us because we can relate better to women. But when I was going yeah. through my training, um, I had a, a partner who I was going through my training with at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. and he, and he was a man and we did all of our sort of a lot of practice on each other. Right. So we would coach each other back and forth and, and, I discovered that he had, and he like, so he's married, father of three, marathon runner, and he uh -huh. had crazy body image issues. Like, and, and he was the last person in the world who I ever would have thought. And he, yeah. and you know, one of our sessions and it just came out and you know, what he thought when he saw himself in the mirror and all this sort of stuff. And I just kind of, it was wonderful to be able to help him through that, but also to validate myself and go like, Oh, it's so normal. <laughs> exactly. It is so normal. Oh. It, it is. And it's funny because my relationship that I'm in now too, um, same thing, like very masculine man, right? And you would think, well, first of all, men don't have body issues. But one day he made a comment about, well, I need to work out because I want to look good for you. And I was like, wait a minute. That's what goes on in my head. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, okay, so it is all of us. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it's, um, yeah, I truly, even if people present in that they're confident, I can guarantee they've got something that they hate about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the beautiful thing is that like change starts with us. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and I, I so firmly believe, and this is one reason that this podcast exists. I so firmly believe that we all deserve to love ourselves and love our bodies. And like, there's nothing wrong with any of us. Mm -hmm. And you cannot create a change in society and you can't even help somebody else if you don't start with you. I know. I totally agree. And I'm with everything. It definitely starts. And I just think if everyone loved themselves and felt confident with themselves and loved and embraced all of who they are, 
the, the people that would be showing up in the world would be so different. Everyone would be okay with being vulnerable. Everyone would be okay with being truthful and honest and respecting others. And all of that would just change because I think that's where all of those behaviors kind of come from. Like we need to compete against others because we feel bad about ourselves. So if I can put someone else down, you know, like all of that stuff in our society comes from a lack of self-love really. Um, and so if that all changed and we all did, oh my goodness, it'd be an amazing world. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So your own journey, sort of, as you've sort of, you know, walked this path of learning to, to love who you are and embrace your body, how mm-hmm. has that impacted your, like your mental health and your mental state every day? Like how has that, how's that different now from how it used to be? Um, I want to be healthier, I think is the thing. Um, so I do what I need to do if it's, you know, some days I don't need to work at it, but I mean, I have a really strict, um, I call it self-care routine, but really it's a self-love. Like I meditate every night and every morning I go for walks in nature every day. Um, and I do a workout every day and it's because again, not because I have to, um, but because I love myself enough to give myself that time. And that's my special time. And I think saying the workout thing too, it's different when you love yourself and you work out compared to when you loathe yourself and you work out. <laughs> so um, I enjoy my workouts. I don't beat myself up, up if I miss it. I, um, yeah, I don't bring on the body hatred if it's like, well, yeah, you didn't do your weights today or you didn't do your run today or whatever. Um, not that I run that often, so I don't know why that came out of my mouth. <laughs> trying something new maybe um but yeah it's just because I want to take care of myself which is all really important to my mental health because like I said I know if I'm tired or if I've pushed myself too hard on something then I know that that's that suffers and that's when those stories all kind of come back in again yeah yeah and I I think you I sorry go on no go ahead I was just Um, I was just going to say, I think you hit the nail on the head where, you know, when you're talking about your workouts, it's like, it's how you approach them. It's like, it's the energy that you approach it with. Right. Whereas when you're Mm -hmm. really like loathing your body, it's almost like a punishment. Like you're doing something to your body. You're working on your body. Like somehow it's broken and you're trying to fix it. Exactly. When you are in this really sort of like loving, kind, accepting state with your body, you work out because your body deserves it because it Mm -hmm. feels good and it's good for your health. And like, you know, that it's just going to benefit everything in your life. And it's really like an uplifting, energizing thing instead of a punishment. You're working with your body. Absolutely. And it's, it is, it's fun then. And it's enjoyable, which of course it never was when you're in that self-loathing and, and you're absolutely right. That needing to fix. Um, cause I agree with you. We're not broken. We are perfect the way we are. Mm-hmm. And so I have a dog that's barking. What, what's your dog's um, name? Bramble. Bramble. Bramble has yeah. just decided. He? <laughs> the boy? She. She. Well, she's just part of the podcast as well. We'll make sure that yeah. she's, she's in, your, in your photo so everybody can see her. <laughs> yeah, she is actually, I think, in the photo that I sent you. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so, I, and I think, but I think our bodies start to change too. When we start loving ourselves, I think our bodies start to change. And I'm not sure like it's a chicken or an egg thing. Is my body changing because I'm working out more or is my body changing because I love it more and I'm not loathing it and I'm not 
in stress mode all the time because, oh my God, someone could be looking at me and oh my God, they're judging me about this. And I mean, I'm judging myself and, you know, because I'm not in that state, is that when the body's healthier or is it just happier because it's healthier? Like it's, it's kind of all goes together and I don't know which one. I think for everyone, it's kind of different. Some things will spark it, whereas other people, that needs to be the last domino to fall. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I know either, I don't think anything does come first. Like, I think it's just, it all goes together. Like, I actually, I don't think you could figure that out. And you're right. Yeah. It is different for everybody. hundred <laughs> mm-hmm. percent. Cause it, it does take, um, yeah. Cause I mean, some people start working out and then they start feeling good and then they start, you know, and all of this stuff and then it kicks off that. And some people have to go through kind of like I did with my relationship and whoa, this isn't good. And, you know, so I think it, everyone kind of finds their own way to it, but it's amazing to see like my clients and stuff go from that place of not loving themselves to being tolerant of themselves, to start loving themselves and having that self-compassion, which is, I think, a huge piece too. And I think that was a catalyst for me um, before the relationship even was that having that self-compassion. And it's just so, it just boggles my mind that we as a society know that people flourish when they're, you know, treated positively and they're given positive praise and everything else. But somehow when it comes to ourselves, we don't do that. And I just, it boggles my mind how, and even, you know, moms who raise kids can, oh no, we, you know, positive reinforcement for the kids. But yet their self-talk is like, you're so stupid. You're so ugly. You're so fat. And it's like, where, where do we think that we're that different, that that's going to motivate us? It's like, I don't get it. It just boggles my mind. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) for sure. I know. I know. I'm right there with you. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so I, I would love to hear how your, um, like your self-love journey has impacted your path to entrepreneurship. Cause you know, you said you've a coach, you're a coach and this is kind of what you coach people on. So tell us a bit more about that and how you got to where you are. So my self-love journey, I guess, um, didn't start out as that. And my entrepreneur th- started out as, um, when my husband passed, he had some regrets about not following his dreams um, because he thought he had lots of time and he did not. Um, so I didn't want to do that. And I was still a social worker and I kind of felt the same thing, like kind of always wanted to go into like counseling or something like that because I've always had a deeply spiritual side, but I felt, I mean, A, you're not allowed to bring that up in social work because you work for the government and, you know, and everything was more about just getting people through the door and getting them to a good enough. But I felt like we were not really doing anything to really support them at like a deeper level to make those sustainable changes. And of course you'd always see them come back in because as soon as crisis would hit, they go back into those old patterns. Um, So that was kind of the start for the entrepreneur thing. And more so, like I said, it wasn't even a journey into self-love, but being that entrepreneurial was so new for me because I was used to, um, like I was given clients and they were always readily available and stuff. And so my business was like my journey. And that definitely is where the self-love came in because I mean, that's where all the imposter stuff comes in. That's where all the, Oh my God, on video stuff comes in <laughs> and um, like putting yourself out there. It's very vulnerable and it's very um, yeah. Vulnerable is just the best word for it. 
And so that's when that stuff started coming out because I'm very confident in my people skills and I'm confident and I have always been confident in that, but doing it for myself was definitely opened up all of that and, and it put me in that uncomfortable place, which is definitely the place of growth. So that's when that kind of all tied in. And like I said, it still comes up when I try something new because that's my old story. That's my go-to. That's my, my favorite beat up, my self beat up. So it comes and it, but I know how to deal with it and I know how to move forward with it. So yeah. Yeah. Did that answer your question? That was kind of long winded. That's okay. No, you're good. You're good. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, I just, I have to mirror that back. Like I think that other than becoming a parent, starting your own business is like the best personal development journey you can go on and best mm-hmm. and by best I mean I think it's going to kick your ass the hardest like oh yeah like it it's just there's nothing I've never experienced anything else quite like it like losing somebody of course is a journey unto itself you know bringing a child or a new person into your life is a new journey unto itself but putting yourself out there to the world especially nowadays you know with the internet and videos and Facebook yep. and, and all that sort of stuff like it's a it's a big thing and it takes a lot mm-hmm. of courage and you're right like vulnerability that's the biggest thing and yeah, yeah. Spe- especially when you're in that place of like not feeling great about who you are or your body it's kind of a make or break like either you deal with your shit or you're not gonna make it <laughs> exactly and that's why I, I I mean I love the question I when I talk to um other entrepreneurs I always get well how long have you been and I'm like well, see, it's more so been my journey than it is about building my business. It's been, so every time this stuff would come up, I would get curious and I would, you know, the business wasn't the priority at all. This was supposed, this was my journey and the business is kind of like the side part that came out of it. So it's, it's never been like the focus. It's always been what it's brought up for me. And I know when I started, you know, my coach said, birthing your business is like birthing a child. And I was like, yeah, I can see that now (laughs) because I mean, it does bring up all those insecurities. It brings up everything. And so it is very much that process and that personal development. Like you said, I think it's like the greatest way to, (laughs) to kind of put you right smack face in front of your shit. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. 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 So how do you, how do you help um, your clients now. Tell us a little bit more about the work that you do specifically. So I do what's called whole person life coaching. Um, and that comes from the philosophy that you absolutely know what's right for you. And my job as your coach is not to tell you what to do. My job is to be your sounding board and to listen beyond the mind chatter and beyond, beyond the beliefs and everything else to tune you into your own wisdom. And the goal in my coaching is, um, I think like all coaches, I believe, but um, the goal is not like a two-year, three-year lifelong commitment. It's give you the tools and then let you go kind of thing. Um, It's to teach you how to kind of be that for yourself so that you don't rely on me to be, you know, to be, to get your answers. You rely on yourself and trusting yourself to get those. Um, And then I also do some energy healing. So I kind of say, Um, with both together, if people choose both, um, is helping people to remove the blocks to moving forward, to loving and embracing all of who they are so they can live authentically. It's kind of my, what I like. I love it. I love it. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, you and me, we're on the same page. That's for sure. <laughs> I know. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we are in the show notes. I'm definitely going to make sure to, to link to your website and everything and all your socials and stuff. Where is the best place for people to get a hold of you? Um, my website is probably through email, but uh, social media seems to be a little bit more comfortable for people. So I'm on Facebook as TSW Life Coaching, um, which is my name and my brand is Trust, Strength, Wisdom. Um, and uh, Instagram, of course. And then I have a YouTube channel that I do weekly energy healing videos and yeah, all the social media platforms, but www.tswlifecoaching.com is my website. Okay. And you can find that all there. Beautiful. Yeah. And we'll make sure, I'll make sure to put all the links and everything. Perfect. So, so that people can come and find you and have a chat with you. Excellent. Yeah. All right, Tara, thank you so much for being here. This has been absolutely wonderful. I have loved hearing about your journey. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for um, having me. It's, um, it's been fun. And I, I just hope it helps. I hope it helps. Yeah. And like I think we said at the beginning, I think the more people that put themselves out there and be vulnerable, the more others will realize, hey, wait a minute, that's exactly what's going on with me. And hopefully they realize that it doesn't have to be that way. Because yeah. that's kind of the biggest thing for me is I hear people or I see people and they say things and you're like, oh, there's a belief. Oh, there's lack of self-love. And you hear it and you're like, did you know that that's not how you have to live? <laughs> you mm -hmm. kind of just want to go, um, but I've also learned that if you're not ready for the message, then it's not going to come to you anyhow. So, yeah. but yeah, there's so much more on the other side of that stuff. Yeah. And you're not alone in this. And if you feel alone right now, you don't have to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Beautiful. We're going to leave it there. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. If you want to get a hold of Tara, the links to her website and her social media are in the show notes. Also, if you want to be part of the Self Love Simplified Facebook group, the link's down there as well. Come on over and join us. Here is to loving yourself and unconditionally accepting all that you are. Have a beautiful day.